Ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa. And I am also Lisa. Oh my gosh, Lisa T, you're back again in the time of COVID. We didn't have COVID when we did this the first time, did we? Not the first time, but I think we did do one episode towards the beginning-ish of COVID. Because when I was looking through my emails, I think it was like beginning of June. Oh, there was COVID. It was still, but it was still that time period where we were like, maybe it will end. Like maybe it will (laughs) end soon. Do you know what I mean? Like there was still that feeling of like, Oh, just a little longer. And I think it was like there were lockdowns, but all the lockdowns were like going to be lifting soon. That's true. That that seems so long ago. It really does. (laughs) When people used to be like, oh, yeah, June 11th, I'm sure that'll lift. And I kept assuming I was going to have a real birthday party and it was going to be a Lisa Frank theme. But no, that did not happen. I, I, I definitely thought, you know, when I was making fun of my friends for not having birthday parties earlier in the year, I definitely thought by the time my birthday came, end of November, I would definitely be able to do something. Yeah. And that is so long ago. All right. Well, welcome back, Lisa. I'm very glad to have you. And as part of our, you know, guest co-host series, because you know what, when life gives you COVID, you just reach out to your frenzies and that's what we do. So there you are. Now, we talked last time about our crafty endeavors and we always talk about our crafty endeavors. Some of the most recent podcasts I've done solo, which is why I love you so much for doing this with me. So I don't have to talk to the wall or the microphone anymore by myself. We usually talk about craft organization or the fact that I've been binge watching the home edit show and dream makeovers and then looking at my house and being like, oh yeah, sure. No, I can do that. I want to talk about craft organization because you have a big, beautiful room in your place that is crafty. Tell me more about it. Just tell me all the things in it. So I have this beautiful room and I have like ikea like narrow cabinet things all along the walls as does every craft room on pinterest i do not have these because i have to squish myself into the guest room so continue i'm already jealous like it could be so beautiful and like at one point it was kind of organized and then i made the mistake of making it the room that i had a very bad habit of like cleaning up downstairs by like getting a bag <laughs> like you know like one of like a reusable tote bag thing and yes, anything that never used for anything yeah else anything this that, dumb stuff yeah anything that didn't belong downstairs i just put in this bag and then i would put the bag in that room yep yep <laughs> that sounds about right it's the junk room or the room where like the weird exercise bike hangs out that you're not using yeah or like, yeah anything weird has to have a room I am adamant that we try to use all the rooms in our house because I hate the thought of a guest room where I have to ignore it or I'm like, oh yeah, bed lives there and nothing else. 
So I've decided to cram myself into the guest room and make it fun and amazing. On the last podcast, I mentioned I'm getting succulent print removable wallpaper for just one feature wall. I love it. I, I thought you would like it. And the other thing that I wanted to do is also have a pegboard or a cork board on the other wall and like leave messages for like guests in like a non-creepy way. But also while I'm in there and it's my craft room, like 99% of the time, I could use it to like just put up fun pictures and everything. So I like that idea. I spent the weekend moving all of the... So I was going through a 30-day craft organization challenge where this lady talked about breaking down every day, except I would fall behind by like seven days. So then I'd cram seven days or seven assignments into like one day and be like, I'm doing it all. Where like you organize by supplies and then color. And then you decide, does this need organization? And then you look at the room and decide, what does this room need? So it would just be full throttle deep dive on craft organization. So I decided to finally get out of organizing just all the craft stuff and move it upstairs. So this weekend, I laid out all of my craft supplies. It turns out I had way more than I thought. Weird. I know. And I put them in closet organizers. So you know those like squishy mesh closet organizers you might get from Ikea or like home goods or something? Yes. I bought them originally for the boys and it turns out my boys, it's, they're invisible to them. They never even noticed. So I took them back. <laughs> they were like, I don't understand. What are you talking about seeing stuff? I took them back and now that's where I'm storing some of my paints and some of my, like, my staple gun, my drills and other things. So then I can see them and I'm not like, oh, where's my most important items like my duct tape and things. And then I'm using the dresser that, here's a question. Does anyone, when they're a guest at a house, use the dresser? Thank you. Because, okay, I also have a dresser in my guest room, but like I use it for my own stuff. And I'm always like, should I have a drawer or two in this that are like empty so that a guest can like put stuff in there? And like, you know, when I bring them up there, I can be like, here's a couple drawers for you. Or should it just be. Don't worry about it and put all of my stuff in there. So I'm putting all my stuff in there because (laughs) I have had guests at my place for years now and they've never had a dresser. So to me, if you've survived without a dresser for all those years, then you can survive not having a drawer because that's where I'm putting all my fancy markers and watercolors. So that's what I'm doing. Also, I feel like you're a lot more likely to leave something at someone's house if you've put it in a drawer. Oh, that's a good point. So it's very funny that you mentioned that because Alex put on like this shirt and pair of pants and he was drowning in them. And he was like, are these yours? And I was like, first of all, rude. If they're not fitting you, then why would they fit me? And that is uncalled for. And then... And then I was like, no, it's probably, you know, your dad's who's, you know, a little bit bigger than you. And he was like, oh yeah, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. A button down shirt that is not mine or a zippered, zippered hoodie isn't mine that you're drowning in. I was like, I know I used to be fat when I was pregnant, 
but that that was not something I'd put on while I was pregnant. Thank you. Thank you. Gosh. So yeah, they are more likely to leave stuff behind. So there you go. Another reason that dresser is mine. I even want to go as far as like putting the labels on the outside that say like, this is my craft supplies in here because I know after I organize it and I walk away, I'm going to come back and be like, crazy monkey balls. Where is my purple beads? That's part of my thing. Like once I've like, once something's like in a cabinet or in a drawer, like it doesn't exist anymore sometimes. And then I spend two hours just going through craft supplies. Like it's Christmas. Like, ooh, who knew we had these? Wow. I have seashells that are covered in glitter. I wonder what I could do with these. Back in the cabinet, I won't see you for like 300 years. It's fine. Basically. Right. (laughs) So I am hopeful. I got at least three boxes unloaded of craft supplies and the room doesn't look like a crazy zone. And it's going to be my experimental zone. So I figure I'm still riding the high off of I can paint things. So I think I want to like continue like and paint this dresser and put new like weird knobs on there because you and I are both weird people where we like to do weird things. Yeah, that is also that is one of my projects that is going <laughs> to happen at some point, you know, for years and years and years now. The dresser in the guest room that has stuff in it, I want to paint it and put weird knobs on it. Yeah, I want to. I want to put weird noms on everything. Like suddenly we got into this new house, and I was like, "Oh, you know what I do now? I I paint stuff." And Alex, uh, of course, knows me a little too much, and both you and I understand our tendency to do this, where we're like, "Yeah, that's happening. Don't get rid of it. I'm going to put those knobs oh. ten years from now on there." But they know that they are judging us where they're like, you haven't done squat with most of your projects. And I'm like, how dare you? Now I'm going to do it in a frenzy of three days and it's going to be a crap job because I'm doing it angry. I'm rage painting. Exactly. Brings me to my next thought on our craftiness. What are some crafty projects? I know we tell each other every year, your birthday's coming up November 28th and it is the 28th, right? Oh. Ooh, you were close. You brought this up now. I'm glad you brought this up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one day, man, that like that would really right. would have thrown things off. <laughs> Facebook wouldn't have reminded me that I was a mess up and like forgot by a day. That we also do a kickoff where we're like, okay, we send a package to each other for birthdays and we try to make our presents. Are we making our presents this year? And are we making them for other people that that we've thought about yet? Oh, gosh. So, okay. This is, I mean, basically, I have to have like a long explanation for everything because that's what I do. (laughs) So we're finally doing the downstairs bathroom at my house that has been... Congratulations. So I rent the house, my mom's old house. She lives with my stepdad now, but so I rent the old house, but it's also the house I've lived in, you know, off and on since I was 12. Right. But so since I was 12 is when the planning for doing this bathroom started. (laughs) And I'm not exaggerating. 
you know, we moved in pretty quickly. They took the wallpaper down and then that's it. That is all that <laughs> done in this bathroom. But so we're in the process, like primer layer is already painted on the walls. Like it is going like, whoa, I know it's a miracle. But <laughs> so I had a bunch of herbs from my herb garden hanging in the closet that's in that bathroom. So, of course, when we had to empty the closet out, I was like, oh, I should do a project with these herbs. And from organizing the craft room, one of the things I found is this huge thing of like tool, twill. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, 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 the stuff that, you know, you make a crinoline out of. Yes. So I was like, oh, like maybe I could do like little like sachet bags and put the herbs from my own herb garden in them. So I was going to like grind up the herbs, but then I was like, well, wait, even if I do multiple layers of that material, since there's holes in it, maybe I shouldn't grind the herbs up. And then I was like, I mean, some sachet bags are just regular material. So should I not be trying to use the twill? Like, should I be trying to, like, just use, like, thin cotton material? So then it became a whole thing. Where you have to, if you go down the Googling hole, that's when I find that crafting momentum falls flat. <laughs> because then Pinterest was like, oh, hey, I noticed that you were thinking about building a Ninja Warrior obstacle course in your basement. Do you also want to learn about craft organizer station i'm like oh yeah i do and i completely forget what i was doing yes yeah so what do you think do you think if i did like three or four layers of the material that a bunch of herbs would still fall out of it i mean even if they do we have vacuums that's like if you could be a little (laughs) satchel of like herbs i'd be like oh my god thank you oh it came from your garden great and i'd put it somewhere i'd smell it and then like if it started to fall apart i'd be like well you know what lisa t probably didn't mean for me to keep this forever right and then i have a vacuum so i think it's fine okay and then to make it even more complicated i wanted to like practice and do some embroidery on it (laughs) Oh, so that's one of my projects too. I was like, oh, you know what? I should do embroidery because then I take something that I already like and make it special for someone. And (laughs) I have not completed any embroidery in my life. And what you just described where it was, oh, maybe, oh, would it fall apart? Oh, how do I not this? What should be a simple assignment is going to take me hours of swearing and poking my finger and doing all the things. So this that then be like, you know what? Someone's going to want my garbage attempt at embroidery that's filled with hate rage crafting. I, I don't know that anyone's going to like it. But if you are able, because you've done cross stitch before. Yeah, I, I, I've been embroidery classes and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I've done none of that. I just have a book that's like, this can happen. Cause I think if I read a book, I'm going to be amazing. <laughs> I do watch so, the videos of people doing like the, like 
re- like crazy. I, I mean, it's not that crazy of embroidery, but like beyond just the simple stitches. Yes. And they're like, oh, yes. and then it's like, and then they do that one motion and all of a sudden it's a flower. And I'm like, mm, I am not there yet with embroidery. But see, I look at that and I was like, let me go see if it's in my book. And it'll take me like five hours of attempts. And then I get angry and walk away. I'm like, what have I done with my time? So it's not good. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I want to make it for like multiple people. So then I'll be like trying to like figure out. uh, I don't know. So, so we'll see. Oh, and in addition to me so i'm trying to do it all with stuff i already have instead of because like as we know we have a million craft things so one right. of the things i wanted to use was okay you know how in shirts they have like those ribbons in the shoulder to like hang yes. it or something so like i've cut those out of a lot of shirts and i put them somewhere and i was like oh those would be perfect for the ribbon for these sachet bags but then, of course, I don't know where all those ribbons are. <laughs> right. So that's also, mm-hmm. a whole, uh, that's a whole thing with it also. Yeah, there were shirts I wanted to make for the boys and Alex because he loves Goonies. And I was going to make him a shirt that says, you're killing me, Smalls. And then I was going to make Johnny a shirt that says Smalls and then Eric extra Smalls. That's the and same lot. Sandlot, there you go. <laughs> Whatever the movie was. If you know Sandlot <laughs> Goonies, they're both amazing. He loves baseball. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Glad you told me this now before I wrapped it up. <laughs> For your favorite movie, the Goonies. <laughs> so I was going to do that, but I couldn't find the shirts that I had picked out. I am now hopeful that past Lisa found bought the larger sizes and she did past Lisa saved me. So I can do it this Christmas instead of like for father's day, which is what I was planning and uh, everyone still fits in it. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. But yeah, finding the craft supplies after you got it for a specific purpose. Yikes. Yeah, it is a lot. I was going to focus more on things that that I knew I could do. And you and I have a shared Pinterest page. I was going to try and do a lot more polymer clay things. Yeah. Because I didn't you make the mushrooms for me. I did. I made the mushrooms. They're coming. Yay. Yeah. So they're in your box, which I've had your box for a year now because I was going to send it last Christmas. And I also have pictures of your favorite guy from our Bust Magazine collection. Ooh. Yeah. Elijah. He's the best. Yeah. So I pulled out some pictures of... Why am I blanking his last name? Wood. Elijah. Wood. I was going (laughs) to say Bloom, but that's my favorite guy. Orlando Bloom. Yours is Elijah Wood. So I, I have a box ready for you to go. But yeah. And none of the projects that I picked out are terribly time consuming if I knew where my supplies were. So again, Uh craft room needs to be organized. I'm almost there. In fact, I left the polymer clay to last so I could have a fresh idea of what I have. So when I put it away, I'm not like, you're dead to me now. I So the lady who has the 30-day craft organization room, she wrote down 
one of the last things you should do is make a map of where you put your craft supplies. And when I read that, I was like, that's stupid. And now I'm like, I already need my map for things I put away two days ago. Yeah. And okay. So I really want, so I have the like Alexa speakers, the Amazon speakers. I think you have those too. So Mm -hmm. I really want them to make whatever they call it, a skill, a program. Yeah. For reminders that are like, when I first tried to do it, I was like, remind me that I put, you know, the key to this in the kitchen drawer, like that kind of reminder. And they're like, okay, when would you like me to remind you? And I'm like, whenever I ask you, (laughs) I'm like, no, this isn't like a timed reminder. Like, I'm like, I literally want you to be my brain remembering (laughs) where I put stuff. Like, I want to be able to have it function like that. Like when you like tell another person like, Hey, when I'm looking for this again, remind me that I put it here. Can we, do you think if, because she can do shopping lists, right? Yeah. Do you think instead of remind me, it could be, could you go over my shopping list? And your shopping list is, Lisa, you put the safety key to the treadmill (laughs) in the black desk on the left hand drawer because you thought you would remember it. It's still there, ya momo. Yeah. <laughs> because I couldn't use our treadmill for a week because I lost where I put that. Exactly. But like, how great would that skill be if you could just be like, Alexa, where did I put the safety key for the treadmill? That would be good. Here's what I think. If Alexa, oh, uh, the Alexa in my other room is already trying to figure <laughs> out what you want her to do. She's like, wait, I don't have that skill yet. <laughs> So what I think would happen if I had that skill is Alexa would just start shouting random things at me. Like on our Alexa show, she already has, hey, I know you listen to a lot of this band or this flow music station that's terrible and no one else likes except for you. Do you want more of this? I think she would start to try to send me more crap like that if she was more of an artificial intelligence. So instead of, you know, remembering where the safety key or remembering where you put your craft supplies, it would be like, Hey Lisa, you know what we should do right now? Go rollerblading on your back deck while you have Yoda on your shoulders. It'll make a really great picture. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm glad you thought of that. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, you know what we should do? We should make cookies, but make them in the shape of a vagina. And then put pink all over them and see if anyone notices and bring them to work. And I'd be like, yeah, that is a great idea. Let's do that. <laughs> and then you could be like, it's a flower, obviously. Get your it's mind a out of the Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you sicko. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So that's what would happen if Alexa suddenly became an AI. <laughs> She's always trying to get me to reorder this one item that I like ordered from, you know, Amazon Fresh or Prime Now or something. Like it'll come up and it comes up like as a notification. So I'm like, oh, what am I being notified of? And it's like, you haven't bought this in a while. Do you want to buy it? I'm like, nope. (laughs) If I wanted to buy it, I would buy it. I'm good. (sighs) 
So I do like Alexa because she does let me remind me to buy supplies that I need. But because of all the garbage I've bought over time, she'll be like, Hey, Lisa, I found this really, really obscure, sexy book. It's about fairies on a dinosaur planet and the mermen want to do them. And I'm like, well, thank you, Alexa, for finding that rather obscure Kindle Unlimited book. Thanks. I'll take it. That's nice. Oh my I God. Enjoy the homework you did. <laughs> Speaking of books. Oh my gosh. Do you, you ever do the choose your own adventure, like interactive fiction? Okay. I have not, but I think Catholic Karen has told me about this. Is this the one where it's like slightly romantic? Well, I mean, there's a ton of them. Okay. But there's this one that I really liked called The Wayhaven Chronicles. <gasps> oh, no, I haven't heard of this. And it's vampires, but it's like weirdly unvampire-y, but it is vampires. But anyway. They aren't like the glitter vampires, are they? No, 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 no. But... So basically, you're the detective, you're this detective, and you don't know about vampires at the beginning of it, but then, like, you end up, like, having to work with the vampires to, like, solve this case, but, like, they don't tell you they're vampires at first, and you find out later. But anyway, so, like, you can be whatever you want to be, like, you can be a man, a woman, a non-binary person, and then you decide, like, are you... Do you like guys? Do you like girls? Are you bisexual? And so then like you can like flirt with any of the people and you decide like who you want to have a romance with in the book. Oh, and is this something you play on your phone? Yeah, you could do it on your phone. I do it on my Kindle Fire, but... Oh, I have a Kindle Fire, so I could do it there. Yeah. So she did the first book a while back. She just came out with the second one this year. I didn't think the second one was as good as the first one, but it was still it was still good. Like it was still better than other ones. Yeah, so it was interesting. The one thing that I didn't like is she has like a love triangle option, but it's only with two of the characters. So it's not like you could do a love triangle option with like any of the four. Okay, got but it. Who was one of your favorite characters? Who was my favorite character? Yeah, I don't see. That's the nice thing, because like I can just like basically whatever mood you're in, you can pick a different character. So the four vampires, like one of them is like kind of like the straight laced, like uppity person. So they're the like no nonsense, kind of like like the military persona person. Mm, Okay. yeah. And then there's the one who's like the like really nice one and like keeps the peace with everyone and is that kind of person like really like gentle nice then there's like the kooky character who's like just really young and like funny and all over the place and then there's like the like the like rebel kind of like badass asshole who's like I don't care about you I don't care if you like me whatever so like there's like those are the four characters that you get to pick from like which one do you want to to do so then you can just whatever mood you're in you just pick one of them you just pick I like that okay all right I might have to check that out I so speaking of sexy times I had I kind of 
trashed, not trashed, but I, I read a book and I mentioned on the last podcast, The Power of Hades, and it was Greek mythology. I, I was like, they didn't have sex in it. And then it, it turned into a second book. And I was like, no, are you kidding me? Uh, and they don't even have sex. And my big problem was they kept using the F word. And I was like, do they do this in Greek mythology? I don't think they do. Well, since then, I moved on to the second book and finished it in a day. And it was called The Passion of Hades. And so it is listed under kind of young adult. So I have a feeling that's why it didn't go straight to sex. But the second one has a little bit more sexy time. And then they actually talk about Hades being sexy a lot more. And then you kind of like the the girl a little bit better because she's getting more spunky. Nice. But so I will say I have to redact my disparaging comments that I, I said last time. I'm now full throttle into it. And I get, there's a third book and I'm going to go into it. So if you're on Kindle Unlimited and you're like, you know what? I have wondered what doing Hades would be like <laughs> if you had to be a Hunger Game competition. <laughs> then yeah, yeah, go for this. It's, it's super good. So I'm back on the bandwagon on that one. What have you been reading lately? Books for school, to be honest. Because <laughs> I am, yeah. yeah. So I'm taking a class, Professional and Technical Communication. Look at you. Yeah, and we have to read a chapter in the main textbook every week one to three are like journal articles every week and then a full book every week. Oh gosh. So I've been reading. You're supposed to say you're like, I can't stomach Hades right now. <laughs> I mean, they're very int- like for the most part, they've been really interesting books, but they're a lot. It's a lot to read like an academic book. Every every week, but one of them oh, yeah. was really good. It was about the way stuff was communicated during like the SARS epidemic. Oh, the outbreak! I don't know if that was ever co- determined to be a pandemic, but the like how everything kind of went down during SARS. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that what, was very what, interesting, making comparisons to coronavirus. And speaking of coronavirus, I forgot to mention that. Do wait, did we match at the beginning? That's Friday the thirteenth. We did not. Oh my gosh. It is Friday the thirteenth when we record this in the time of corona. So when you said like SARS, I was like, oh, and add to that, it's Friday the thirteenth. Anything goes today. Friday the thirteenth, twenty twenty. Yeah, not not a good auspicious occasion. <laughs> it's bring it down a little bit. Oh, but the last time we had talked. You had a Patreon. So let's, you know, get off our Friday the 13th and talk about your Patreon. Yes. So the Patreon is for Humanities Behind Bars, which is like an abolitionist grassroots organization. So we have a rotating community bail fund that we run. We also do mutual aid, which is like assistance for pretty much anything, but usually people who have gotten out of jail or prison and they need some help because a lot of times like people, you know, they get arrested, they go to jail. It sometimes it takes a really long time before they're allowed to have like a sentencing hearing. So if they can't Mm -hmm. put their bail, they can be stuck in jail for sometimes like a year before they've ever been sentenced with anything. 
But so imagine when that happens that if you're in there for a few months, you have lost your car because it's been repossessed because you couldn't pay for it. You no longer have a place to live because you've been evicted for non-payment. So just a lot of stuff can happen. So anyway, that's what the mutual aid is for. We have a pen pal program. We do some, some community reading groups. But so the Patreon is just for us to raise money for our operations and the mutual aid fund. It goes 50-50 to both. And you get some cool stuff. Like you can get, we do like a membership card, a postcard, a really cool enamel pin. You can do the one that you get a t-shirt and that kind of thing. So that is at patreon.com slash humanities behind bars. So what did I get in my Patreon? Did I get all that cool stuff? So you did not do the t-shirt one, but one of the, what a jerk. Yeah. One of the good things about <laughs> the membership, if you're one of our Patreon members, is you do get 10% off buying other merchandise. But got it. So I can get a t-shirt. Yeah. So you did the one where you get the postcard, the membership card, three stickers, and the cool enamel pen. And then you also get one of our zines. So you get the breaking bars zine. Okay, good. I, I when you said enameled pen, I kind of didn't want that. And I was like, gosh, I can't remember what I what I ordered. <laughs> yes. So where can they find you? So our listeners. Sorry, listeners, not just me. Yeah. So our regular <laughs> website is humanitiesbehindbars.org. And then the Patreon is just patreon.com slash humanities behind bars. Okay, great. Perfect. And we will do a shout out when we post this podcast. So you can come find it on Instagram as well. Woo woo. Woo woo. Can I tell you something funny that I saw this week? Um, of course. Okay. <laughs> so I had a car turn out in front of me and I was like, oh, that person did a rolling stop. Rude. And then I see that they have one bumper sticker on the back of their car. So they chose this one out of all the others. And it said, I heart Hooters, as in Hooters the restaurant. That was their defining characteristic <laughs> for their personality. They were like, here it is. You need to know this as you stare at my butt that just pulled in front of you because I did a rolling stop just to cut you off. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, this matches what I needed to know about you. So thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's great. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. will say when people drive badly, I do like trying to figure out if they have any stickers and like making a huge judgment call on what kind of person <laughs> they are. So one of the stickers for my daycare lady, so she has a boyfriend. My kids refer to him as the candy man because he's introduced himself once and his name is Ames, but they just call him Candyman because he gives them candy in the afternoon. So <laughs> they were coming home. And they're like, we had candy from the Candyman. And I had to go figure out what this was. So I pull in behind his car all the time. And the two stickers that I see are a Day of the Dead sticker. So like, you know, the, the fun skull sticker. Yeah. And then one that says, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And so to me, I was like, oh, you know, that's kind of cool. But then one of the other moms was like, hey, Speaking of Candyman, what is the deal with his devil Satan worshiper sticker? And I was like, wait, what? So there was one I was missing because I just was paying attention to the other two. And I guess 
it's the like goat devil Satan worshiper sticker. And he has that off to the side. I can't think of a good way for me to bring this up to my daycare lady, Tasalia, and be like, hey, hey, TT, what's the what's the deal with the sticker on the side? Like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I am curious because she was the one that I found out had menorahs around her house. And one of the other moms pointed out, they're like, oh, is she Jewish? And I was like, no, she's very Catholic. And she, but she has menorahs because her sister has them and she's thought about being Jewish. And so she just likes them and has them. So I was like, does, does he just dabble? Does he just like the sticker? I have so many questions. Yeah. That is one of those where you're like, you're like, are you like part of the church of Satan? Do you not even know what that sticker represents? And you just thought it looked cool. And I don't know that there's any good way to bring this up. Like I saw him the other day as he's using a leaf blower to clean out his gutters on the roof. And I figured that was not a good time to yell up to him. Hey, what's the stickers on the back of your car? All of them. Uh, Most especially the goat guy. That one. (laughs) Now I feel like you need to covertly take a picture of this sticker so that I can see it. Okay. All right. I can do that tonight because he'll be there and I'll take a picture. So yeah. (laughs) So anyway, that was another interesting sticker that I saw, but I agree. I have so many questions now about Ames where I'm like, Ames, what, what, what is this about you? And then I, I was behind someone who had the Christian fish sticker on the back of their car and they were going five miles under the speed limit. And I was like, Jesus would not approve of this. Jesus needed to move faster than this. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fun making judgment calls on what you put in the back of your car. Alex won't let me put things on our car. Probably because he knows it's it wouldn't be okay. But he won't even put magnets on his car. And we have a magnet that someone bought us that says, like, I love my Welsh Corgi. He won't put that on there. He sticks it to the side of the coffee pot. I will say I'm very careful about what stickers I put on my car because, like, I don't want someone to, like, (laughs) get extra road rage because of one of my stickers or something like that. So I have, like, a Virginia one. Like, it's literally just the VA and, like, a flower. And then I have a Star Trek one, like the United Federation symbol, Star Trek. And oh, that's a good one. The Norfolk Mermaid. So the the mascot of the city where I work. And that's yeah, so it. That, that, those shouldn't piss off anyone. Those exactly. seem like very, normal very neutral. The one I used to have on my first crappy car, I remember I bought it at Six Flags at like their gift shop. And it was a bumper sticker that says, you have to be really secure with yourself to drive a car like this. And it was true. It was the best statement I could say about that car. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think I've found something where I'm like, yes, this needs to go on the car. And you're right. When I see my kid's an honor student, I'm like, you love your kid and want to brag about them. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, it's not that hard to be an honor student. It shouldn't be. But you know what? My kids have not gotten grades yet. So I will hold my tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Grades aren't everything. 
right. When I finally do get the honor sticker, I'll be slapping that crap everywhere. My kids aren't dumb. <laughs> Not to say making honor roll is is a testament to dumb, but you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It okay. just means that we'll you follow on. the rules. That's right. It means you are one of the sheep. You're sheeple. I love how we're saying this. And we were like pretty much always on the honor roll. <laughs> always on the honor roll. Always. And it was and, very and also we had problems <laughs> breaking rules. <laughs> we were always on time for our shifts when we worked together. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was us. So yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We're those people. We didn't want to do the pillars today, but I did want to say I started working out again just because we talked about this earlier in the week. So, yes, I was very close to starting to work out again because as anyone who stops working out and needs to get themselves to work out again knows, you go through a cycle of like where you're like, okay, well, now I have my shoes ready for working out and that's a few weeks. And then you're like, okay, now I have like, you know, the outfit I'm going to wear the first time I work out. Now I have, you know, like this thing pulled out. So I was like at the point where it was like, oh, and I'd like, I'd found these videos that were basically just like running videos where like the person wears a camera. So like I could watch those on the elliptical and it's almost like, like, like a like kind of like virtual extended reality, but not really. But you're like watching the screen like you're running. So I had those like I'd fa- I'd taken the time to find those, and I was like so ready to start. And then I possibly broke my toe. <laughs> the <laughs> Tell first, us more about this. The, this sounded really bad. Not yeah. just a regular broken toe. Well, the first time I went to the doctor, so I did it on I think a Tuesday. And basically, I was getting off the couch in a huff because I heard banging noises very early in the morning. I was already up, but like I was like, I'm trying to relax here. So someone was getting a roof in the neighborhood, but I'm like, they should not be starting that early. But anyway, I was getting off the couch in a huff and I misjudged where the stool was. (laughs) So basically, I stood on the stool for, you know, a few seconds with just my fourth toe on one foot. Because the other foot was not down on the ground yet when this happened. So I didn't realize, you know, it hurt. But I was like, oh, you know, I hurt my toe, whatever. And then, like, you know, it kind of hurt more and it started turning purple and all of that. So I was like, oh, huh. Okay. So I did actually hurt it. And then a couple days later, I was like, you know what? I have health insurance now. I should probably get this checked out just in case. So I go... They do the x-ray. The doctor says that he sees a hairline fracture. He gives me like the surgical boot to wear. Sets me up for a follow-up. Yeah. So I go to the follow-up. And so he was a physician's assistant because I went like after hours. And they they don't, at this practice, they don't let you see them. Like you have to see the main doctor for your follow-ups. Oh, so they scheduled me with her. She comes in and they do another x-ray. She comes in and 
it doesn't seem like she looked at my original x-ray. Maybe she did, but it does not seem like she did. So she's looking at the current x-ray and she's like, I don't see a fracture. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> and she's like, I mean, I'm not saying that you weren't like injured, but I'm not seeing a fracture. <laughs> and I'm and I'm there and I'm like, I don't really care if there's a fracture or not. Like I never, like I just, you know, I came here to see if there was, to know like how careful I needed to be. Like, I don't know what inter-office politics is going on that you're acting like this based on this other doctor's or physician's assistant's diagnosis. But you're yeah, also to be clear. You would love for it not to be a fracture. You would love to find out it's just a bang boo boo toe. Yeah, and well, and part of the problem is like the past week, it's been it's gotten a lot worse. Oh, so, okay. Like, so you're I, like, well, then something I I've been poisoned. Yeah. Something so like bit when, me it now. First, when it first started, like you know, it hurt and it kind of like like it hurt to walk, but it didn't really like bother me or like wake me up while I was sleeping and now it's like it hurts where like it wakes me up in the night and that kind of thing so I'm like mm-hmm, so I'm mm-hmm. like so what should I do and she's like well have you been taking ibuprofen and I was like no because I was told you ca- you shouldn't take ibuprofen because it interferes with bone healing and she's like I mean okay but like it, it's not actually fractured so just take <laughs> ibuprofen you know, it sounds like you got second string doctor. No, like she's the, the one main. She's the main doctor of the practice. Oh, yeah, you said that. Okay, yeah. All right. So well. I, I think that she just like doesn't like the original guy that diagnosed it, and they're having issues or something. Like I don't know. It was just very like I was like, why would this be your attitude, even if you didn't see a fracture? Right. Like it was very strange, but it was also, it's like an orthopedic specialist place. And I know that like, they're actually really difficult to deal with if you're not there as an athlete. Ah, okay. So that could be part of it. You know, when I had to go for my finger, I did feel like they were like, yeah, this is a simple break. You're good to go. High five. You'll be fine. And I, I did feel like I got great care, but I did feel like this is not a complicated, nor are we expecting you to need to go back. You, like, I don't have a deadline where I need to, like, like you said, make a sport or something like yeah. that. I could literally not use my pinky for six weeks, which is what I did. And I came in twice. They're like, looks good. Good job. Can you do this? Nice. High five. Go home. Yeah. And then like, so they scheduled me for another follow-up and I was so taken aback by how she was acting that I didn't think to do this at the time. I mean, I'd already decided in my head, like, there's no way I'm keeping this appointment. I'm canceling it. I wish I had... Like, I mean, because it was very quick. It was only a few minutes that she was even in the room. But like, I wish I had thought to be like, why would I need a follow up if there's no fracture? Like, I didn't even need this follow up. Yeah. I so I think I much like yourself, I would have froze. I would have been like, oh, okay, All right. But then because I'm a rule follower, kind of when I want to be. I would have been like, and yes, I'm keeping the appointment because of my tootsies. But that's, 
probably because I know in the back of my head, I am terrible when I hurt myself that if I've made it this far, I should probably keep going just to make sure I don't mess up my stuff even more. I mean, that's true. If she gave me any actual medical care. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've not had a douchey doctor in a while. So yeah, because I'm like, she didn't actually do anything. She barely looked at the x-ray. I don't, like I said, I don't think she looked at the original x-ray because I'm kind of like, I mean, couldn't it be that the fractures healed? And that's why you're not seeing a fracture? Like, what? Because it was just a like what he thought he saw. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't even know at this point. Was just like a tiny hairline fracture. Yeah. So I'm like, right. Wasn't that the goal for it to not be there anymore? I'm very confused. But anyway, I have an appointment with like my regular doctor, like my yearly checkup around the same time that the follow up would have been. Okay. So I was like, I was like, it's fine. I'm just going to ask my regular doctor if it's still bothering me at that point, because that's a few weeks away. I was like, I'm just going to ask her and go from there. And I'm never going to that other place again. I can get a recommendation for a different place from her if I need a follow up. I mean, I'm guessing it's just. It's only been four weeks, so the recovery for a fracture is six to eight weeks. So it maybe yeah. it was a fracture, maybe it was just a really bad injury, but you know, four weeks it's probably not healed yet. It just worried me that it was getting worse. It seemed like it was right. worse. So but yeah. All right. So basically Tootsie to we'll, we'll we'll give an update as soon as we find out if your Tootsie is healed or not. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay, so now I don't even know if there was a break in the first place. I still don't know what you really want me to do from now on, except for take some ibuprofen, but... Right. So needless to say, you have not been working out, but you were ready to. I'm ready. You reached the point where you were like, yes. Yeah. So I'm super ready to do it. And technically, I could have still been doing Pilates. Originally, when I broke my toe, I was like, well, I'm still going to do Pilates while my toe's healing. That that didn't happen. Didn't happen. I I hate Pilates, so I don't judge you for not doing that. So hard. So my mentor kind of gave me a kick in the butt. My mentor, Yvette, she sent out an email that was like, hey, we're doing a virtual 10K. And I was like, you know what? I am going to do this. So virtual 10K, she normally does one for Veterans Day. And because they don't want people like running outside, breathing on each other, all the COVID, they said anytime between like the 9th and like 11th, or maybe it was like, they gave you a week basically to do it. And so you logged your own time and then you just like punched it in. So I had not been doing any like major even walking for a while. I was, I was keeping up with walking, but now it was like, "Mm, I walk the dog and that's about it. I get winded going up the stairs. It's, it's, it's not good shape. I'm in. And so I was like, 10K. Yeah, let's just go straight through it. And then I'll get a little sore from the 10K. And then I'll keep up with it because I'm sore. And like the best way to kind of get over the soreness is to like do a little bit more workout every day. So I did a 10K, but I decided to do it outside at Burke Lake. And that was ambitious. So I was only (laughs) able to do 2.5 miles, which a 10K is more like 6.2. So I was like, okay. So then I had to do it on the treadmill, which was a little easier because I was trying to jog around Burke Lake and 
to go from nothing to joggling, which is what I call when I wiggle jog. It's not for, really for a, over six miles. For over six miles. And remember, I only got 2.5. So I started to do my like power walk and I was like, this feels better. But even my power walk, because it was uneven ground, I was having to watch where I was going. I was like, whew, okay. So getting back on the treadmill, I was able to do uh, a little bit better, but I I definitely walked that. I power walked the, the, it took me two hours and three minutes to do a 10K. It's not impressive. I did it. It was fine. I am impressed that you did it. Right. And let me just say, I had hours to spare because it closes at 11.59. So I was trying to figure out the best way to do it because I was like, I would have done this outside, but they did say you could do it on treadmill. So thank you for being impressed with my 10K, even if it was walking. But then yesterday because I was still like coming off the soreness, I decided to do more of a joggle for, and I did a 5K on my treadmill while watching The Office, which was a lot easier to know that, okay, there's a TV in front of me. I'm not just listening to like something and focus on like the six miles and, you know, 5K and you can walk if you want. But I did, I did do a solid like interval between four miles per hour and six miles per hour. So it was more of a joggle that time. So I'm, I'm nice. going to come back. It's day nice. two. I'm so confident yeah. this won't stop. <laughs> and I'm like, I definitely need to do real exercising because like, it's not like I like exercise, exercised at work, but like I still had to walk like from the parking garage to the building I work in. And then I work in like two different places within the building. And it's like this, the university library. So like, it's a fair distance between like my office and like the studio that I, that I run. So like, and sometimes I would have to go between them like eight times in a day because I would keep being like, Oh shoot, this is in my office and I need it down here. So like, I like was fairly mobile a lot of the time. And now I'm just like at the house. Like I'm not even like walking from a car to get into someplace. Right. And I just found going from like, even just walking, like you said, to nothing. I was like, wow, I just feel dumpy. Like I need to get out. So we're, I'm hoping this, this sticks a little bit. I'm very hopeful. It's day two. How could this possibly fail <laughs> after only two days? It's so good. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, with that, this was a beautiful episode. Thanks for keeping me from talking to the walls and everything. Yeah. This was lovely. And I will talk to you soon. Would you like to close out LOL with me? Yep. LOL. LOL.